1: Time for the 4Niners Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman.
2: What is up? 49ers faithful, man, it's not Thursday. And I know you see this handsome guy next to me. I got to point the right way. It's mirrored on my screen, <laughs> Brian. Um, but I'm flying out to Chicago tomorrow, so we had to adjust our schedule a little bit this week. And this guy, ever accommodating, always the gentleman. Uh, we're This is going to be a fun episode. This is what we've been waiting for. We've we, we gone
0: through Game preseason. Time.
2: Actual games. Yes. We get a preview, the NFC West matchups this week. Plus, I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite bets of the week um and we're just going to detail some of our favorite matchups but focusing on the nfc west uh that's kind of the plan here brian how are you my friend it is great to be with you
0: so i told you before we started recording i've got two fantasy drafts tonight there's actual <laughs> nfl football tomorrow i just got my direct tv sunday ticket set up for the first time my new house i have that as an option life is as good as it gets john i can't wait to do this show and to get the actual football season started
2: dude I, I freaking I love it man and you know what my experience I got Sunday ticket as well but I canceled my direct TV the same day I got it on because they can't get it to work I've got to redo everything I spent two hours on the phone with those numbskulls. worst company in the world direct TV <laughs> uh, Devin speaking of my brother who's going to be hanging out with us in Chicago he says I've been dealing with all sorts of abuse from Bears friends I think he's up in Wisconsin so he's up there um, yeah Niners have the better team there's no doubt about it and we're going to have our full scout Report and predictions episodes those are coming up later but today what we want to focus on is man let's look let's let's look forward let's look forward to the nfc west and kind of see what we got going on starting with the very first game of the season um rams won the super bowl they're hosting the buffalo bills that's a long freaking trip for buffalo um Mm -hmm. walk us through what you got on this game brian
0: yeah, so what I did for each of the four NFC West games is kind of like a, a, a keys to the game. We'll go through each of those keys, and then I will give my personal prediction both straight up and against the spread for those of you looking to to make bets out there. So we'll start with, a, I think this is a Super Bowl preview. I just had my season prediction show on 30 Minutes of Football, and I predicted Bills-Rams in the Super Bowl. So the fact that they meet in the very first game of the season, I just feel like this season is going to be... Uh, off the, the rails so some of the keys of the game uh, you got the defending Super Bowl champs in these openings since they started doing the opening Thursday night game are 13 and 3. Thirteen say and that three. one more time say the that def- again the defending Super Bowl champions in these opening Thursday night games are 13 and 3 since they started doing these there were a couple years like they did the Bears and the Packers opened one year for the 100th year but on the games where the defending Super Bowl champ has started off the season 13 wins three losses uh, the Rams are fully healthy right now, meaning they're really only missing Van Jefferson. Uh, Cam Akers, full go. Daryl Henderson, full go. Jalen Ramsey, full go. So they've got their stars. Stafford apparently there's no setbacks with the elbow thing. So the Rams are essentially at full strength. The Bills are not completely at full strength. They're mostly healthy, but they're missing one very key piece, and that's cornerback Tre'Davious White, who was ranked uh, as the number eight cornerback going into this. One of my favorite players
2: in the NFL. One of my favorite players in the NFL.
0: Fantastic, very physical corner can kind of disrupt some of those uh, Rams receivers. Rams are still missing the left tackle. This is true. Uh, Whitworth has retired. We'll see how that affects them. Uh, and the Bills have an upgraded pass rush, right? So you've you got uh, Vaughn Miller switching sides, going from winning a Super Bowl to the Rams over to the Bills side. Does that come into play with, without Whitworth there holding down the left side? Very likely. Uh, and then finally, uh, oh, that's my pick. So let me get your thoughts first, and then uh, I'll, I'll go to my pick.
2: Man, my, I, what I hate the most is it, the Bills are favored – Mm-hmm. despite traveling across the country. I, I mean, it's a two and a half point spread yep. towards like the Rams are getting points at home and they are the Super Bowl champs. It's just, it bothers me. I don't like it. Obviously yeah. every single person in the world, including their grandma is going to be pulling for the bills. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I think the bills are the better team. Right. I hate the travel across country and I don't like that. They have points as well. Um, it's going to be interesting. Now, the difference, and again, I think that the Bills are better suited later in the year, whereas the Rams are better suited early in the year. You talked about the health and all that things, all those things. But, you know, I I want the Bills to win, and if it was a pick em game, I would bet the Bills, but I just can't put down those two and a half points on the road. Uh, I can't do it. But uh, I, I love the Bills, and I think they'll win, but I don't have them covering the spread. I think it's going to be close.
0: I have the Rams winning and of course by default covering the spread. I just think you've got the the first game of the year after winning the Super Bowl fully healthy bringing that team back uh, a key piece that Rams offense going up against without their number one corner they they're really there's a lot of question marks in the uh, other than safety in the cornerback room for Buffalo. And you've just, you've got Allen Robinson added to the mix. I just think that the Rams are going to be a little bit too much. They're going to be hyped up at home. You mentioned Buffalo travels across. So I not only have the Rams covering, I have them actually winning, but I picked the bills to win the Super Bowl.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not over. It's, it's not, not over. Yeah. Um, now before we jump to our next game, yeah, this just came out. Um, George Kittle day to day with a groin issue. I've seen some people call it a hamstring. Um, it happened Monday. So this is a relatively new thing. They thought they would test him to see if he could go today. He did not practice. Uh, thank you. Benji and dad, they na- named it. So, uh, not assuming he will not play. I'm not messing with that yet. Uh, but probably not great now with, and we, I talked about this with Wayne Breezy on the John and Wayne show yesterday. With the experienced veterans like Kittle, like Brunskill, like some of those guys, if you can just get a walkthrough in on Friday, you can still play Sunday. So today is Wednesday as we are recording this. um, And you still got some time. There's no doubt about it. So it's not like the game is, you know, immediate, but it's pretty close. If we look at our, our countdown, we're three days, 20 hours, 52 minutes, if you're watching this live, away from kickoff versus Bear Hit, which I'm so excited I'm so freaking excited. Uh, going to, I'm so pumped about this. But if it's a strain, you just got to rest it. It's 100% against the clock. You got to rest. You got to rest. You got to rest. Um, I hate that this happened. Um, but, you know, if I had to put a percentage on Kittle playing, I'm, I'm coin tossing that bad boy. I'm putting it at 50-50 because we just don't know. The fact that they wanted him to go today, they were going to see if he could go and he couldn't, makes me a little more optimistic. But, again, I've said this, and I'll say this a thousand times again. I trust Shanahan. I think he's usually pretty honest with the media. Not when it comes to injuries. Not when it comes to injuries. So, Duck Dave Dwelly. And, hey, here's the great news. We have four tight ends on our roster. So, Charlie Warner, Roz Dwelly, Tyler Croft, all the confidence in the world in them. Are they George Kittle? No, but I'm okay. I'm okay with where they're at right now. I'm okay if with he doesn't
0: right. play and, and you're right, John, the Friday practice is the key. That's always mm-hmm. the key with these games as someone who covers the whole league and especially for fantasy, you want to monitor if they get the run the walkthrough, if they're active participant in the Friday practice. That's really so wait a couple days before you guys start to freak out about Kittle. but we're not going to get to the 49ers yet, but when we do, I'll give my thoughts and I don't think the missing Kittle will be a huge impact for this
2: game. Right, I don't think so either. All right, yeah. next up, I think we have the Kansas City Chiefs and Arizona Cardinals and one of the kind of fun this matchups. Is fun. This is quite fun. This is fun. a fun game.
0: Yeah, you've got uh, Mahomes' college coach in Kingsbury. Uh, you have the first look at this Chiefs offense without Tyreek Hill. Uh, the new additions they had with Juju Smith-Schuster as the new number one, um, Sky Moore, the rookie, uh there's just a lot to like about this matchup no deandre hopkins for arizona so some of the key uh keys to this game first of all i I meant to start with the spread but we're going to do the spread on each of these cardinals uh plus three and a half so chiefs favored by three and a half on the road it is a sunday afternoon game i'm
2: so on my bookie it's plus six Plus so six. I don't I don't yeah, so I don't know if we've had some in that these are fresh. Um I checked
0: I, um I checked I think it was uh Vegas win odds earlier today. So I I'm I will not vouch for that particular. Hey, so good. if
2: you're if you're wanting to bet on the Cardinals, that is a two and a half extra free points for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you want to, but uh anyway, that's interesting. And all right. I think that this kind of sets up the narrative that you're gonna jump into. Right. This game's wild. Like it's just this is a crazy game.
0: So here, here's some of the keys to the game. First of all, the biggest, the, I think the Cardinals are weak on defense in general, but they're especially weak in the secondary and the pass rush. And word came out today that J.J. Watt is day-to-day. He did not practice today. So the one key piece you can rely on, remember Chandler Jones isn't in Arizona anymore. He is in Las Never Vegas. Never replaced him. Never Right, replaced and they him. didn't add anyone to replace them there. Uh, Byron Murphy is the only proven corner, but they played him outside. They want to move him inside. There's just so many question marks across the board. Yeah, maybe Isaiah Simmons takes a step, but there's just so little to like. And and Watt is the one guy you can count on. If he doesn't play, uh, it's not going to look good. I really like Andy Reid in this game. I like the game plan he's going to come up with. I think he's a little excited to... Have the ability to spread the ball out and try some different things and not have to know, okay, we got Kelsey, we got Tyreek, you don't have Tyreek anymore. So I'm kind of excited. I feel like this is a game that Reed gets excited for. And I don't have the stats in front of me. But Reed in opening games is like insane. Like if Andy Reed has an entire offseason to prepare for you, he is going to come out with some fun stuff that offense is going to come out. Coaching matters. I, th- uh, You and I are big, big proponents of how much the impact of a coach makes. This is one of those examples. You've got Kingsbury, who we're both not high on, versus Andy Reid, future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I just think Reid is going to come out slinging. I think you're going to see a lot of receivers touch the ball, uh, and I think they're going to move the ball at will. I really do. Yeah. Seems-
1: right now, you can get 20% off your PFF subscription if you use the code PFF20. What can you get with a PFF subscription? all of PFF's locked article content, fantasy football rankings and projections, data and grades from the entire 2021 season and upcoming 2022 season, and much more. Support PFF and use promo code PFF20 for 20% off your PFF subscription.
2: Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 And I'll say, what's up, Holston? Holston from Germany just checking in. I love it, the Niners from afar. Uh want to say shout-out to Clayton. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Um, uh, and so shout-out to Clayton, the man behind the scenes running things. He is crushing it. Yeah, it's a weird game, man. Uh, coaching matters, and so I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. But, but... There's some question marks on the Chiefs' side, too. It's mm-hmm. not like it's all roses. They have not had a great offseason either. Um, I'm staying away from this game, but I'm excited to watch it. I'm staying away from it betting-wise. Um, and, again, that point spread differential is crazy. Yeah, Six points is way too much for me to to wade in there. Um, I almost touched it with the teaser where you could get a 13-point swing, but... I'm staying away. I'm staying away. So uh, my pick, though, who's going to win? Kansas City Chiefs. I got the Chiefs winning this game.
0: Yeah, I definitely have the Chiefs winning. And with the three and a half points, I have them covering six points. I'm with you. I just think there's too many question marks in Arizona to to bet that. Um, too much uncertainty. But if three and a half points, me personally, I would, I would bet the Chiefs to cover that. So I guess it depends on where you're betting. So yeah. Always keep in mind the lines where you're betting. That's what it comes down to.
2: I love that. Now, before, I got I got some news, and I kind of leaked this just a little bit to Brian, like two minutes before we went live. Uh, the 49ers Rush Road Trips, what we're doing, um, sold out for Chicago. I think I have like four or five tickets left for a Saturday night party. Uh, sold out to Tailgate, which I'm so pumped about. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, if you want to come hang out with those. But we've just been doing the road games, and everybody keeps asking, man, why don't you do a home game? Why don't you do a home game? Why don't you do a home game? You a home game? Well, This year was rough because my son's playing football, high school football, and that's rough. So I'm going to be able to try and swing. Uh, Nothing's finalized just yet. The 49ers at Miami game, December 4th. Um, So we're trying to set up, yeah, which Brian's going to go to. He's a Miami guy. I will be at Um, that game. And so we're going to try to work. Now, here's where I need you guys faithful. I need somebody that is willing to run the tailgate. I'll cover everything financially. I just need somebody that has experience at um, Santa Clara Levi Stadium that can get there and grill the food. I can handle everything else. I can handle everything else. Uh, but I want to do this with the listener and see if we can make something work out. Um, and you know, we'll get that thrown up on the site and let's build a community. So I want to—I'm going to give the home game a try, but uh, I need some help. So I, I can't—you know—I can't bring stuff from Pasadena all the way up there and all that stuff and tailgate. I don't have all that uh, stuff, but I can cover everything financially and plan it and get everything set up. I just need a cooking team, uh, parking pass—all that I can cover. So anyway, if you're one of those people that want to do that and want to help out. Reach out to me, 49 podcast at gmail.com, um, and let's make some magic work, baby. Let, let's bring the community together and party together in Santa Clara, which would be nice. Um, so anyway, uh, check in with that. Hang out with me and Brian. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll try to get a bunch of people out for that, which would be fun.
0: I love All it. right. I'm, I'm 20 minutes real quick from Levi. I've mentioned this Ooh. on previous shows, and I'm a Dolphins fan. I wasn't going to miss this, but I especially am excited if John and 49ers Rush is there. I'll be there at the tailgate. Um, I'll maybe try to find a way to sit with you guys. Let's do this.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh man, it's gonna be a good time. Now let's go Monday night. Um okay. let's do this. The Russell Wilson now hold on. Let me let's start by this. The Broncos and Seahawks are playing. Yep. Is this the Pete Carroll revenge game or is this the Russell Wilson revenge game? I'm leaning towards Pete Carroll. Ooh.
0: as, as from the narrative standpoint. That's not my pick by any means. Let's let's be clear. But from a narrative standpoint, I don't view it as a Russ revenge game. Russ is the one who wanted out. You know, he made it clear that he wanted out. Uh, whereas Pete Carroll, he's, you know, he's a prideful guy, very successful NFL coach. I like and, and the, everybody's betting against the Seahawks. So I can see Pete Carroll having more of a chip on his shoulder about this game than Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah, it's, it, I, I think you're right. Plus In Seattle too, Yeah, uh, at home crowd. Man, it's gonna be interesting. Which I don't know. I think it's gonna be all Broncos fans. I I think, really, you know, Seattle's been kind of notorious for not having a very, I don't know, loyal fan base uh, across almost all sports lines. Mm -hmm. And so when they were winning, I get it. The twelve was a real thing. But I'm curious to see what the representation is going to be like this year. I I think think there's going to be a game. I think think this
0: game in particular, it will be sold out with Seahawks. I cannot say that for the entire season. But if you're a Seahawks fan, whether you are there to support Russ or whether you are just pissed that he went to Denver, I think this is the game you're going to show up for. And they're still zero and zero. There's the, yeah. the complete there's hope, hope has it. there's a little bit of hope. So I think this game is gonna be sold out. Monday night football. I think it will it's be, gonna be yeah. very, very heavy Seattle, and I do think it's gonna be loud.
2: Ooh, see, yeah. this is why I got Brian on because I'm I'm just too biased. I, I hate Seattle. <laughs> I hate them, and so yeah, that's why we got to, it's six and a half point spread on yes, my book.
0: that's yet. what I have, six and a half as well.
2: That's a lot of points, man. That
0: is a lot of points. Uh, we already mentioned the return of Russ, that's that's the narrative here, uh, but I do, as you mentioned, John, or you asked me, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Pete Carroll on the revenge narrative. Raucous Seattle home crowd, as I said, I think they're going to be loud for this game. I think during the season, their enthusiasm will peter out pretty quickly. But this game is going to be sold out. It's going to be loud. It's going to be primarily Seahawks fans. Broncos, uh, their biggest strength on defense is in their secondary. Uh, they have Justin Simmons, one of the top safeties. Patrick Sertain, yeah. already a top corner. Uh, so really got strong in the pass game. But I don't. I think very much that Seattle is going to come out forcing the run. I think that's Pete Carroll's language anyway. He, he's not crazy about his quarterbacks, regardless of what he says. Uh, Rashad Penny finished with such a strong into last year. I think this is a ground and pound game. I think Seattle's gonna try to control the clock. Uh, and the Broncos are kinda middle of the road when it comes to run defense. So if there's anywhere they're susceptible, it is in the run game. So if Seattle's able to control the time of possession and really dictate the flow of the game, uh, I think that's this game will end up being a lot closer than people think. Um, But at the end of the day, Denver is just so far superior in the talent for
2: the roster. Yeah. I I have them. I'm going to bet this game individually for the Broncos to cover the spread, which is I hate doing because they're traveling. It's Monday night. They're on the road. But I just think it's going to be close throughout the first half, and then it's going to pull away. Yeah. it's just, I don't know. The Geno Smith versus Russell Wilson narrative is hilarious. And It's <laughs> not much just, of a narrative. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's bad. And probably my favorite thing about this game, 49ers play early Sunday. Week two, they play the Seattle Seahawks who travel to San Clara, right? But on top of that, they get an extra day and a half rest on top of the Seahawks who have to play late Monday night, then travel to San Francisco, which isn't far. But that extra day and a half matters. So you go from 17 days off from the end of the preseason to regular season to five and a half days off. Um, I do like that. I do like that. Mark, he says there's a big chance only Niners win week one out of the NFC West. Man, that would be so refreshing. You If you look back last year, and uh, this would be in my Bears report again, when the 49ers played the Bears in week eight, they were two and four. They already had their bye week. The Cardinals were seven and oh, and the Rams were six and one. Like that was the 2021 snapshot of the NFC West, and we were tied with Seattle with the two and four record going into that game. So I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, maybe some gifts from the football gods, uh, NFC West shines down upon thee, and we we don't First have place to, at the end of week one. <laughs> man, just you know, not digging a hole. The 49ers have been so used to kind of going backwards um, yeah. early on. And so I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. Now, before we jump into uh, the 49ers game and a couple other games I want to talk about, real quick word from our sponsor. As the Bills and Rams prepare to kick off the NFL regular season, now is the time to prepare for your winning season at my bookie. And again, whether you're a veteran, better, or first timer, my bookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. Let's say you deposit two hundred and fifty, that puts five hundred bucks into your account. And you can use your funds to bet instantly on games, contests, props, whatever you want. So to claim your bonus, uh, there's a few ways you can do it. Head to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers49ERS to get that double deposit bonus. Or just click on this little QR code to the right of my face if you're watching this podcast. And again, bet on team win totals, predict a Super Bowl winner, all those different things. So head to mybookie. Your winning season starts today. exclusively. At my bookie. All right. There's a couple games that I really, really like. Um, probably... I didn't make my
0: Broncos pick yet, though.
2: I didn't mean to Oh, my you gosh. There, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, man. I was just running with it. So I, I apologize. So Broncos versus Seahawks. I feel like I know which way this is going to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, The slight difference, I do have the Broncos winning, but I don't have them covering. I just feel like that home game... A lot of emotions. A lot of points. The whole ground and pound. I think Seattle want to control the clock. So, Broncos to win, but not cover.
2: There we go. Sorry about that, Brian. I apologize, my friend. All good. Um, Let's go to your team. Uh, This is one of the most intriguing non NFC West games. The Patriots, who are plus three and a half. Um, So, at Miami Dolphins, I think we're going to find out pretty damn quick how this season is going to go for those two teams. I don't like putting too much on week one. Right. But this is an interesting divisional matchup early. I don't know man because you look at Mac Jones he had like five out of six of his last games were just trash you had the Dolphins just freaking steamrolling
0: upwards Patriots had a rough preseason rough training camp from all the reports coming out especially in the offensive side of the ball uh I'm intrigued as a Dolphins fan I a lot of this has been a wait and see approach for me the on paper the Dolphins look like a playoff contender easily Uh, and the Patriots not so much. But I have been burned in the past by betting against Belichick and getting overly hyped about my Dolphins. But if I'm trying to be objective and just look at the off-seasons these teams have had, how they finished last season, as you said, John, um, I really like the Dolphins to cover that. And I'm I'm hoping that's not my bias speaking, but I just feel like this the Josh McDaniels loss, maybe more than anything else with regards to that Patriots team. I think we've seen it. They tried to instill a new offense as well, a new zone blocking scheme. The Patriots have never really implemented a zone blocking scheme before. They changed too many things. The offensive line coach for the Patriots went to Vegas with McDaniels. These are the small things that the casual NFL fan doesn't really pay attention to that ends up having a big impact. So... I'm, I'm curious to see if, if all my instincts are right, but I think the Patriots are on their way to a losing record, and the Dolphins are going to be right there fighting for that seventh playoff spot, so I can't wait to watch this.
2: Yeah, I this is just... Man, I'm not betting it. I'm not betting... I don't like betting divisional games. I will bet some divisional games, but here's just some of the rules for my betting strategy. Stay away from divisional games early and late, and also... I'm not betting against Belichick whenever he's getting an additional three and a half points against a brand new head coach who I yeah. love, Mike McDaniel, with Tua as his quarterback. There's just too much there in the air. I'm staying away. I'm not one of those people that bets the, these types of games. I, yeah. I'm intrigued by it. As a fan, I want to watch it. I want to see how Mike McDaniels operates his team. I want to see Tua and Tyreek, how that meshes. There's so much here uh, that I'm interested in. I'm not touching it uh money wise but i do have the dolphins winning
0: yeah i'm, I'm similar i have a, a pool that i'm in that uses a confidence meter meaning you have a 16 to 1 16 meaning the most confident in and covering the spread one not and the dolphin this game is definitely on the lower end yeah. uh i did pick miami to cover but it is one of those that i'm very very low on so i'm with john if you're on the fence Typically, that's not when you want to place a bet. You want to place a bet when you're the most confident, when you have all the data. Uh, But I'm really excited to watch this game, not just as a Dolphins fan, but because there's so many new pieces from the head coaching staff to the the offensive weapons to the offensive line. There's so much to like about this Dolphins team. We want to see if it actually works on the field.
2: Yes, yes. And real quick, uh, this is just coming in. The 49ers captains have been chosen. Um, Shanahan allowed the players to vote, uh, tally-wise. And They went with six, which I love. And George Kittle, who's injured and might not be going this week, he has one. Trent Williams, Bosa, Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, and Eric Armstead. He came out and said Trey Lance was seventh in receiving votes, and Debo was eighth. Um, So they're going with six. Kyle Juszczyk didn't make it. Uh, Notorious GAV, who's not with us right now, uh, hope he's okay. Somebody give him a hug and send him a shout-out on Twitter. He's been fighting so hard to get Kyle Juszczyk to be a captain. And it was well-deserved, but this is kind of a testament to the 49ers. There's a lot of damn top-heavy talent character guys in that locker room that are awesome. Um, So, I mean, it says a lot that Debo was eighth. Eighth um that that's saying a lot but the it's it's incredible and so excited for these six captains can't believe robbie gold didn't make it usually they do a special teams but i think they're changing their mo this year uh but yeah we'll, we'll talk more about that on the next 49ers rush podcast more 49ers centric show um all right here we go my bet of the week okay let's dive into that one um it's a three team teaser and if you don't know what a teaser is It's basically, I'm saying all three of these things have to happen, but here's the great news. You get to choose how many points extra on top of the spread for each one of those you get. So this is a three-team, six-and-a-half-point teaser. So we're going to treat these games very similar to the conversation we've just had, Um, you know, dialing into these games. I'm going to tell you who I chose and why. So the first game I want to talk about is the Eagles at the Lions. Now, the game is a – the Eagles are minus four, which means – They're expected the Eagles to win and all those things. I'm on the Eagles side. So, again, just to illustrate the point of the 6.5, they're minus four. You get six and a half points added. So, basically, I get the Eagles plus two and a half. Does that make sense? Now, I love the Eagles. I think they're one of the best offensive lines. I think they're one of the best defensive lines. I think they're one of the deepest rosters. But they do have a question at quarterback. The Eagles and the 49ers are so damn similar this year. They're just, they're built the exact same way. And I know, Brian, you love the Lions and you have bought into this. What are your thoughts on this game?
0: Uh, Well, it's another one of those that I may have bought into the Lions, but I don't buy into them as a playoff contender. I just think they're going to be fun to watch. I love Dan Campbell as a coach. This was one of my favorite hard knocks in years. Uh, but it's not just the hard knocks. It's not just the entertainment factor. They came, I, I, I've said a number of times on this show, seven of their losses they lost within one score. Those tend to regress more to the mean year to year. It's not something that translates over years. That There's there's just automatically luck involved in that. So I think the Lions will win more games than last year. I think they'll be competitive but i've got the eagles i did my prediction i have them as uh, i can't either a number 3 or a number 2 seed i mean i have just the fact that their schedule is set up nicely being in the nfc east but also there there's just not much not to like about this roster as you from front to back one of the best offensive lines and one of the best defensive lines in the nfl they really shored up their secondary which is a weakness last season uh, they shored up their pass catchers which was a weakness last season adding aj brown As long as Jalen Hurts doesn't completely implode and as long as Sirianni doesn't do some weird things on the on the play calling, this team is is the team could be one of the top teams in the NFC. So uh, I would be flirting with four, definitely two and a half points. I'm with you there, John. I would bet that.
2: Last year, when the Eagles and Lions played, it was 44 to 6.
0: It was a slaughter, yeah.
2: And and so, like, I'm a big matchup guy, okay? So, Dan Campbell, who I like, like you, I'm a big fan of him. It's Hulk Hogan as a head coach, brother. Um, But the idea is the Eagles are already who Dan Campbell is trying to build the team into. A bully, physical, you know, tough as hell. That's just who the Eagles are. And so it's just a bad matchup for a team that's trying to be physically imposing against a team that is already physically imposing. I'll take the Lions over finesse teams. I'm not taking them over the best probably offensive line, defensive line combo in the NFL. Um, yeah. So that's why I'm taking them there. Now, I'll add
0: one, I'll add one more thing to this real quick. Yes, sir. So the uh, Lions game is already sold out. This is in Detroit. It's standing room only. It's the first Good. time the Detroit opener has been standing room only in like 10 years or something crazy like that. So there is going to be an atmosphere. Uh, it might be closer early on. But the biggest weakness point is on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that the Eagles are going to put up some points, and uh, that's why I'm I'm comfortable betting that spread.
2: Yeah, you've got to learn how to win. I've been a part of transition teams where you should win games But the team just doesn't buy in, Um, and it takes so much. I'm glad that the community is behind them for one game. I hope that the ownership and community stays behind them. I know that some of the Detroit Lions fans are the most loyal fans in the world, Mm -hmm. and I applaud them. But, yeah, you got to get the people to buy in. You got to get the community to buy in. So I'm hoping that happens. I really, really do. The NFL is better when Detroit is a member of competitive football, um, even though we haven't seen it. Now, the next part of my three-game teaser is the Colts at Texans. Again, I think you're kind of seeing a theme here. I'm betting against bad teams. Um, I think the Texans are going to be a lot better than they usually are, but the Colts are minus seven. So with our six and a half points, it's really Colts are minus half of a point. So if the Colts just win, it's not a tie, then you get paid. Now, again, listen to this. The two matchups between the Colts and Texans last year is a division game, which I usually stay away from. The final score, both games combined, 3-62. to Again, I'm betting against bad teams, and I'm betting in favor of good matchups. The Colts run the ball as well as anybody in the NFL. The Texans run the ball worse than anybody in the NFL. So I'm going with that kind of mindset there. What are your thoughts here on the Colts versus Texans?
0: I mean, at, at just a straight up, essentially money line bet, hundred uh, percent win. I was not, I'm not crazy about the seven point the natural no. spread, uh, because it is a division game, and I think the Texans are going to be better than people think. Lovey Smith, better coach than David Culley. Davis Mills, another year to kind of gel, and there's been nothing but great reports about how he's looked during training camp. Uh, Damian Pierce officially named the starter, so you mentioned like their him. troubles in the running game. Now they have a bona fide running back one, at least from what we've seen in training camp, the preseason, uh, and his time at University of Florida. So I just think this is going to be one of those kind of slugfest games where it could end up being a field goal game. But hey, with that teaser getting uh, yeah. .5, yeah, that's a no-brainer because I do think at the end of the day, the Colts will win this game.
2: You know, I think a lot of people, you know, we've posted profits four years in a row. Last year, we quadrupled, if you bet with us, throughout the year. And a big reason why we do that is, man, I'm a Tony Gwynn, style better. I want singles and doubles. Yep. I'm not going for home runs. I'm looking for consistent, small games. There's a
0: nice baseball reference for your football podcast. There we go, <laughs> but I love Tony Gwynn so yeah, much. Tony Gwynn so is a so much. legend, legend.
2: Um, yeah, CJ, I like the Dan Campbell old school coach. Yeah, he's a WWE coach out there. Oh, Ramley. We got Ramley in the house. Love it. Niners wouldn't have done anything with the ball Had Oh, man, we're getting into the tart <laughs> thing. I ain't even touching that. We're moving forward. Now, the last game I want to talk about, let's conclude the NFC West and I'm going to kind of shut my mouth on this one. The 49ers are minus seven at Chicago, which I'm so excited to fly out tomorrow. Um, Again, I I took the 49ers as a teaser. I'm not taking them to cover the spread. Seven points just too damn much with young quarterback, but I am taking them with a teaser, which comes out to, very much like the Colts, minus 0.5 points. So if the 49ers just win and don't tie, then it covers. So what is your analysis? We're going to do an entire episode, just me going over the scouting report and predictions of this. Brian, what are your thoughts?
0: So keys to this game, 49ers, the biggest key to me, is not the the Trey Lance. He actually gets a nice start for this game. It's the 49ers pass rush versus the Bears offensive line, which quite possibly is the worst in the National Football League right now. <laughs> uh, it, their, their early pick from last year, Tevin Jenkins, they were trying to trade him, and now they're moving him to guard. And it's just yeah. uh, you know, they, they let go of Jason Peters, and he was actually kind of league average. Like you're, if you get, I just don't agree with what Chicago's doing. Maybe they were setting themselves up for the future. They had salary cap issues. They couldn't do much. But I think that's the big difference here. You don't have weapons for Justin Fields. You've got uh, Darnell Mooney, maybe a second-year jump from Cole Komet, and that's it. So you've got offensive line issues. Uh, Justin Fields, who is is a little trigger-happy, gets out of the pocket, runs around. Yes, he can make plays with his legs, but not a lot of weapons to throw to. I think this is going to be a bloodbath for the 49ers' defense. Um, I think the 49ers on the other side of the ball are going to go run heavy. Shanahan likes to go run heavy anyway. And you've got Trey Lance's first real start as, as the full-time starter this year. And you're going up against the Bears defense that lost a lot of talent. Khalil Mack is now with the Chargers. Akeem Hicks is gone. They let go of, go of Eddie Goldman. Uh, and they didn't replace any Gosh. of those guys. They have two rookie starters at cornerback That's... and at safety. Ah, it's just... I think they're going to run the ball down the throat. I don't think this is a big Lance game as far as statistics, but you don't need it to be. So I think uh, this is a great game for Lance to start off with. Great game for the 49ers. I personally have the 49ers winning and covering the seven and a half point spread. So that's how confident. This is actually one of my more confident games. Uh, As I broke things down, I know I told you guys earlier this offseason that Seattle was my number 32 team. It's not anymore. The Chicago Bears team, to me, will end up with the number one pick overall in 2023.
2: Dude, Braxton Jones, that's their starting left tackle. He's a fifth-round rookie this year. His first game, his first snap, is against Nick Bosa. Ugh. <laughs> that's just not fair. Welcome to the NFL times 10. Yeah, It's not fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I. I. it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited about it, hanging out with everybody. I wanted to get to this question from Squishy Banana, one of my favorite names ever, Um. and how you found that picture of your oh, avatar. That's a so whole nother It's incredible. <laughs> he says, Um. also, do you think it looks bad for Trey not to be a captain? Absolutely not. Yeah. Kid's 22 and played 10 quarters. Now, the fact that he finished seventh in votes ahead of Debo, I think that's a huge positive. Um, eventually your quarterback will be a captain, there's no doubt about it, but he's got to seize the day. Leadership is what you want right now, and again, you know, if you're if you look at like okay, for example, Justin Fields got named captain today, and I'm very, very happy for him. But if you look at the 49ers and who their captains are, look at this name Kittle. Trent Williams, Bosa, Warner, Jimmy Ward, Armstead. Yep. How could you possibly move a 22-year-old quarterback ahead of those guys right now? Those guys are, that's an incredible list, man. That's an incredible yep. list.
0: I want to add on to this as the NFL perspective, and I 100% agree with this. You cannot compare the Bears situation, which who else are they going to name captain, right? They just don't have any of those veteran players, Robert Quinn. Maybe I don't know who their other uh, captain is. Yeah, that was named. weird.
2: Yeah, Quinn was on there.
0: Quinn, Quinn has to be. He's literally their own really strong defensive player uh, versus a guy, Trey Lance, where your 49ers team is stacked. And not just stacked, but stacked with veterans, leaders, uh, so I don't, now if, if Lance goes through a whole season and by next year, he's not a captain, that might be a little telling, but I, th- these are, this is not a red flag for me at this point in no. his career that he's not a captain.
2: Yeah. Squishy banana says people are going bananas on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Way to stick with the theme. We told you, yeah, I love it. Uh, John and Wayne show yesterday. We told you Trey Lance shouldn't be a captain. Um, and we, we told you that beforehand. Now, uh, off the top of my head, I could be wrong on this. The Bears only named four captains just off the top. I could be wrong. Fields, Robert Quinn, Cody Whitehair, one of my favorite offensive linemen in the NFL, and then Roquan Smith. So those were their four. And if you look at the roster, there is maybe David Montgomery um, and Eddie Jackson. Like, I'd add those two maybes. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's where we're at there. Um, yeah, I ain't even... People that want frustration and drama, they're going to find ways to feed into it. Uh, why didn't they name Jimmy Garoppolo captain? we got to figure that one out. Uh, how many votes did he get? I wonder if we'll ever find that out. I guarantee you we will not. Now, Steven asked this, uh, I'm so excited for our defense this year. I truly believe it. Historic year. If it's not top five, I'm disappointed. If it's top ten, if it's in that six to ten range, yeah, it's it's disappointing. They're that damn good. Um, it's top three or bust almost, is kind of where I feel with it. So I
0: think it's the biggest question is how that secondary performs. Traverius Ward is a new player, Jimmy Ward, health wise. If those guys step up, yes, I agree. Should be a top five defense easily.
2: Yeah, yeah. And back to Joe talking about Trey has enough on his plate. We're a meritocracy, and maybe Trey Lance has done enough to earn the starting gig. But you got to come through. You don't hand it to him. Yeah, he's third pick. Yeah, you trade it up. Yeah, you make the switch to QB1. Let him go prove things. Don't hand it to him. Meritocracy is big with the 49ers. He's got to deliver. And I'm the biggest Trey Lance guy there is. Nobody's bigger than me, okay, as far as believing in this kid from before we drafted him. Um, so that's huge. That's huge. Uh, who were the captains last year? A lot of them were the same. It was Warner, Kittle, Trent Williams. Um, Robbie gold, I believe was one of those for, uh, missing somebody else. Uh, There are a couple other guys on there. Um, do you know, Clayton, do you have those? He's got to find them. So we'll give him just a quick second on that. So let me just reiterate the teaser that we're doing the three team teaser, um, six and a half point teaser. I'm getting the Eagles plus two and a half. I'm getting the Colts minus half a point and the 49ers minus half a point bet ten dollars to win 13 and a half uh, again all three of those things have to happen but again we're betting with vegas instead of against them clayton who are those other captains jump on in let us know who we got
1: hey, hey what's
0: going on guys so i got the list right here yeah you were right john a lot of them are repeats we got george kittle fred warner trent williams and armstead oh and jimmy ward all repeating as
1: captains five. the two additional core uh captains were, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo and then
0: Raheem Mostert in his first um, Mm -hmm. captaincy. Of course, it only lasted a couple drives, unfortunately. Uh, Best of luck to him in Miami. I'm super excited to watch him ball out this year. But, yeah, those are are the six, uh, seven captains from last year.
2: There we go. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Clayton. That is awesome. Always great. Anytime we get a Clayton appearance, it's, it's always a positive thing. Yeah, so, the
0: show is never complete without a Clayton appearance. It's not.
2: Say. It's not. Now, <laughs> Brian, before we jump out of here, my friend, anything else you want to share? Schedule coming up. What's going on with your show or your channel?
0: Yeah, so we're going to be doing it five days a week. We've been talking about it. It is actually here. So how we're going to do it, we're going to switch up the format slightly. Mondays and Thursdays, we're going to go live, still 30 minutes, same format, right before the Monday and Thursday night football. So I'm going to have uh, my partner on TikTok, Pro Football Demon. If you guys watch the show, you've seen him on my show a lot. He is going to be with me every Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Makes my job easier scheduling guests. So 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, Monday and Thursday, we'll go right up talking about the monday night game talking about the thursday night game friday will be 10 a.m 1 uh, 1 p.m eastern that's going to be our picks you know we're not necessarily doing spreads like john does we're just going to pick the winners who we think is going to win those games tuesday is going to be a fantasy centric show so waiver wires Ooh. buy sell candidates you know trade that kind of stuff anything fantasy related i'm going to try to have a different guest each week in the fantasy world that's tuesdays 10 a.m pacific uh, and wednesdays Thinking of doing a power ranking show. Haven't haven't nailed that down yet, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of thinking every Wednesday will be power rankings.
2: You know what I'm gonna do? We're we're gonna take a. I didn't even ask Brian. You know what? <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this together. I've got George Kittle as the only tight end on my team in my dynasty league. Okay, mm. you're gonna create my waiver wire addition right now. Okay, can we do that? Absolutely. Are you cool with this? 100%. All right. percent. Here we go, baby. Uh, oh, I've got the screen. There we go. So here's here's the issue. This is a flea flicker league. This is a home league. Let me uh, zoom in a little bit. So these are the tight ends. Oh, sorry. Yeah, these are the everybody. tight ends yep. that are available right now for pickup. Um, so we got Albert O., Gerald Everett, Robert Tunyon, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Hayden Hurst, Brevin Jordan, uh-oh, Mo Ali cox Jonu Smith, Cameron Brait. You can kind of go on and see some of those other names. Um, who, who would you recommend? That I go. I'm going to name a
0: few people that stand out, and then you and I will kind of work through this. Uh, Alberto definitely stands out. Yeah. Um. You know, we've seen Russell Wilson target his tight ends. Uh. You know, back in Seattle, I think that's going to repeat here. A lot of good things coming out about Alberto. His athleticism. He's probably the most physically talented of the tight ends that are on this waiver wire. So his ceiling is probably the highest. Um. If Tunyon wasn't coming off the injury, I'd really be Like him because I think without Devontae Adams, there's a lot of space there for targets, but I'm not going to include him. Austin Hooper intrigues me because, once again, Tennessee, without A.J. Brown, there's a lot of targets up for grabs. Hooper has actually had seasons as a top five tight end in fantasy. It's been a few years, uh, but when he was in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, with a decent quarterback, he has shown to be that. Uh, and then Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan is kind of interesting. I love interesting. Brevin. So he's a rookie from last year. Really showed some flashes. I am starting to really kind of buy into this Texans, not as a playoff team, but kind of like the Lions. I think they're going to be more competitive than people think. Uh, I'm kind of buying into the Davis Mills thing. I'm high on Nico Collins. I'm high on Brandon Cooks. Uh, and this is a now. Be...
2: I will say this. I already yeah. have Brandon Cooks in my starting lineup. It's a very deep dynasty. Okay. So right. I'm going to that... probably stay away from Brevin. Correct.
0: See, these are the. This is the kind of data points we need. So then I would say it's between Hooper and Albert O looking at the rest of these and uh, the ceiling is hired on Albert O. So I, my personal recommendation would be go with him. Whew,
2: look at this guy. I'm telling you what that was impromptu. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. doesn't get more real than that. Uh, all right. I'll have to process that and figure out who I'm going to drop and all that stuff just as a backup plan. Um, I don't like carrying two tight ends, usually in a one yeah. tight end league. Same. Uh, I, want, I want all the running backs and wide receivers. So anyway. um, All right, that's going to do it for us. I want to say thank you to the man behind the scenes, Clayton. As always, incredible. Brian, you're the best guest, man, always, every time. So knowledgeable, and thanks for keeping me. Partial in my NFC West opinion somewhat. I'm still going to be very biased. <laughs> and thank you to James W. and 49ers. George 365. You guys are the best executive producers of the show. That's going to do it for us now. Until next time, stay strong faithful.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.